Good morning, America! Welcome to Plastic Cast, presented by Plastic Joint. This is, of course, Fuck the Schedule Edition. Yeah, pretty much. Like, well, we, we don't even have a schedule to start with, period. It's like whenever the fuck we wanted yeah. to do it. Well, normally, yeah, I guess you're right. But usually, like, we kind of try to stick to the whole, like, bi-week, bi-monthly thing, right? Bi-weekly, yeah. Bi-weekly, bi-monthly. Bi- like, no, no, two, bi-monthly. Two shows, bi-monthly. Two, shows a, two shows a month. Yeah, two, that's bi- bi-monthly. This, no, this month, however, we're doing three. Really? Okay, Be- cool. Yeah, I think we did um, one in the May 1st, and then this is the second one, and we're probably going to do the third one after fan May because, well, we fucking feel like it. Yeah, okay, sounds fine to me. We did that last year, we'll do it mm-hmm. again, because fuck it, we, we, that's what we do. And that's how we roll. Stan the man here, along with Ramses, the pride of Tijuana. Oh, I'm the pride now, okay. Alright, fine, I, I gotta live up to this, to this new fucking nickname now. Yes, now you have to wrestle. Yeah, well, this week you have to wrestle Super Porky. You do know that guy can like break my sternum, right? That's my Simpson. You think I care? (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. All right, so we wanted to do this episode because, well, next week, well, seven days from this recording right now is Fanime, and I want to talk a bit bit about that because. I'm going there. We also want to talk about whatever we watched for the last month and a half. That includes the movie, Avengers movie, of course, a bunch of animes, um, blah, da, 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 um, and a little bit of Akiba Ranger as well, because it's a, it's an in-betweener. So, oh, yeah, it's an in-betweener by, by definition. You know what it wants to be sometimes, but it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, alright, first things first, I guess we should talk about Hello News! Alright then, so we have one bit of news that came up just before the recording. Uh, Marvel.com has announced that they, they showed off of new cardback images of Wave 3 of Marvel Legends. In this wave, we're gonna, we already now, now it's confirmed who's going to be part of this wave. In this wave, we're going to have Punisher slash Blade and Deadpool in his X-Force costume. In this, when, I, when I mean Punisher and Blade, it means that they're going to be, um, they're going to have a running chain, just like how a Pile Driver and, uh, Pile Driver and, uh, Thunderball were in the last, in wave two, where basically one, one box will have one figure and then the other box will have the other figure. And Deadpool, I'm still, in, we were talking about this before the show, but like they recently, like not recently, within the last two years or so, Marvel, um, Hasbro did release a Deadpool figure in its two in their two pack waves, and I'm still uncertain if that figure is going to be the same or not. Again, all these and there's also other details that are, that are starting to trinkle as well. That there is there's rumors that the Mystique that we were talking about back in episode twelve will also have a running change with Danielle Moonstar as well. So there is this is so it means that finally so. It means that um, Hasbro sort of now has their um, has their um, act together concerning Marvel Legends. I we were afraid since they didn't announce anything at Toy Fair, they were not gonna um, that th- that we feared that the that the line was gonna be doomed to start. But 
it seems now that I think that they were, I think because the wave, the waves started coming out as early as January that year. So, yeah. Um. So in this, and so in this regard, we finally have some sort of confirmation and some sort of idea where this wave is gonna go. We don't know who's gonna be the build figure. We don't know who else is gonna be part of this, um, part of this wave. We do know that there is a few figures that they still that they have like construction still, but they haven't put like you know they haven't put it into a figure form yet. So we don't know if those figures are gonna be part of that wave or not. Um, we'll know. We'll know. We'll know everything by Comic Con because they announced that the figures should be hitting stores by as early as September. All right, so that's a load of that's a load of information in, in a short amount of time. Um, Stan, hopefully, I didn't break your brain with anything I just said. All right, so <laughs> no, no, I got you. I got I got pretty much what you all said. Okay. And yeah, but you're right about one thing. We are gonna know a lot more by Comic Con. That's for sure. Yeah. But the good news is, like, like I said, like I was afraid that they were gonna can that they were gonna put Punisher like in another wave or to do something with it. But I'm thankful now that they are gonna do something with Punisher. Do you remember? Do you remember how pissed I was when you know we heard that the Punisher? Well, rather we speculated that Punisher might be canceled since they showed off the Blade figure. Yeah, we were pissed, but we were also trying to figure out like what were what what can they do with the figure and. It never occurred to me that they were gonna. That it never occurred to me, me especially me, who like who knows like what like what they're trying to do. It never occurred to me that they would like they they would wave them together. Yeah. Now I do have a question for you. Yeah. Okay. One the picture that you have on the website, uh, it's Blade and Frank Castle together, right? And they're yes. called Marvel's Knights. How legit is it? Like, how legit is it to, is it to continuity? Um, well, the reason why they call them Marvel Knights is because that's, uh, that in there, they have, like, a different kind of publishing wave called, they have a different kind of publishing wing called just Marvel Knights, which is, like, they're more mature titles, and there is a Blade comic that's under the Marvel Knights, um, title, and then, of course, there's a Punisher, which is, like, like, the crown jewel of the Marvel Knights series. Oh, I see, because I thought they had, like, some kind of group like X-Men or something, so... Oh no 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 no! That's what they're referring to, and it's okay. um yeah, that's uh that that's what they're trying to refer to when they're talking when they say Marvel Knights. Okay, I just want to make sure of that. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, that's um that's all. That, that that's pretty much about it. Unless you got anything else, because like it is kind of like last like it was kind of sort of last minute, and it's been kind of slow because I think they will ramp like every company and their grandmothers. Are wrapping up for Comic Con, which is actually rapidly coming. Yeah, I mean, right about now the con convention season begins, and that's what we're going to talk about now is um the first wave of the con season starts off with Fanime up in San Jose, California next weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Ugh, all right, so um just. Break it down, my good man, because I'm not going. It's too far for me. Yeah, well, here's something you need to know, okay? And look, I 
like fandom. I still like fandom. And I've been going to fandom since 2003. So my, you know, anime fandom roots are pretty much deep, neat, deep, deep. It's more than that. It's like, it's deeply trenched into fandom. You know, that was my first con, you know. Hell, if I suddenly decided to quit altogether, that would be my last con. And that's how much I love this con. Having said that, this year, on the paper, is not looking that strong. Like, I don't even want to gun. Believe me, I am not the one to jump the gun usually, but this is one of the times where I'm going to say, this could easily be the worst con of the year. Just on the paper. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what happened is that uh, they didn't announce anything. Like, not a single thing until end of April or beginning of May. Somewhere in between that area. Uh-huh. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. And there's um there's a lot of um like talk behind talk going on. I'm not gonna get into that, but um this is pretty much um who they have as um Jeff Sobana. Okay, see if you can recognize any of these, okay? Uh Hiroyuki Yamaga, Mamori Yokota I know him. Of course everyone knows him, you know. Uh, he did X-Men. Yeah, yeah, he did. A lot, among other things. I think he also worked on my uh, one of my favorite anime, uh, Martian Su- Successor in the Dash... 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 Yeah. Man, that was my favorite anime, too. Hated the movie, but like the anime. Everybody hated the movie, so you're not alone. Yeah, I know. That's why... That's fine. Uh, Shigeto Koyama, um, voice actress Mai Aizawa, and this um, fucking band called Igaguri Chiba, Rick Myers, and Charles Poitras, and voice actor David Vincent. Now, we already mentioned um, Kiyasamiya, and you know, between you and me, he needs no introduction. Yeah, he right? needs no introduction whatsoever. And let's um, exclude uh, Rick Myers and Charles Poitras out the way, too, because let's face it, they're kind of like um, Stan Lee and Kamika. They practically live in family. Mm. Yeah. So, like, just for the people I listed, um, by the way, the first two people I listed, uh, they're more or less the industry people, you know, um, See, Yamaga being the Gainax, um, see, um, Shigeto Koima, Gainax, uh, let's see, Mamoru Yokota, um, character designer. So, like, three people in industry, like, one Japanese, um, voice actress that I barely know. I barely know her because, uh, she was in, um, Nichijo, but Mai wasn't really that strong of a character, uh, and then David Vincent, I don't even know who that, who that guy is, so, like, and, uh, fuck him, so, to me, okay, just to me personally, this year's looking really weak, you know? Yeah, I agree, because I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to scrabble my, I'm trying to scramble right now and try to figure out, like, what characters, I mean, what, what, uh, what these people have done and I'm just not drawing anything right now so far. Yeah, I mean, it's not like last year, like, where you see, like, you know, 
Toro motherfucking for you, and you just click ten. I mean that that's that, that's what made me really jealous of you really going last year, believe it or not. Cause like you got to meet him. Holy crap! Yeah, uh, still feel a little bit bad about that. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's not in terms of you know, what I what I have to do up there in terms of like, covering the convention. They're not, they're not really giving me much to. I mean, I'll do my best, you know. As always, you know, I'll do my best to put this con to the full extent, but when I'm not given much to work with, it's a little bit tricky. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other things you can cover as well, I mean, or other things that are going to be happening if I'm not um, mistaken, right? So maybe that might compensate it? Um, like what? Give me an example. Mm hmm. Good answer! <laughs> I just, I, look, I've always requested for King Kami interview, you know, that's better than nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking over my, I, I was always, like, credentials here, and it's just like, there is nothing I recognize her in at all, unfortunately. No offense to her, it's just like, I'm trying to, I'm, try, I'm trying to, like, find something here that I, that I can latch onto, but there is nothing here. Yeah, so, I'm looking well in that, and other people might have a different opinion. And hey, you know what? You like the lineup? More powder? But where I'm standing, it's, it's kind of weak. Yeah, very much so. That's, that's the thing, and it's just like, um, uh, just, um, yeah, it's just like, I really don't have no answer for you, because it's like, um, I'm not going for some former, so I know I haven't been paying much attention other than Kia Asamiya, but other than that, yeah. it's just, like, I mean, this is one of the few years where I'm like, ah, well, I listen, I didn't miss anything this year. Yeah, and here's what concerns me, okay? And here's what concerns me. If you go um, family website, and there's a little um, menu called Clockwork Alchemy, and... What that is, is apparently it's a steampunk convention run by Famicom. Yes, I remember me and um, Andrew were talking about this the other day, like about like when we were yeah. talking. Yeah, uh, I want you to, I want you to comprehend this. Like people listening, okay, I want you to comprehend this. Anime convention is running another convention about steampunk. Basically, and they're doing this, like, in... Huh? I was gonna say, aren't they also doing, like, another thing with Lolita also at the same time as well, if I'm not mistaken? I haven't heard anything about that. Alright. For now, the definitive ones is a Famicom and a Clockwork Alchemy. Alright, And so... Yeah, so, here's my concern is that they're essentially, what they're essentially doing is this, like, circuit juggling between two cons. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, and you don't want to do that, like, because your attention will be divided into two cons, so say something goes wrong in one con, you can't really pay attention to that because you have to pay attention to the other con. You get what I'm saying? 
It's like the time when it, in Transformers G One when they tried when when uh, the Autobots tried to disguise themselves as the Stunticons. When they try when they tried to when they tried to bring them together, like uh, LOL, nope. Yeah, so <laughs> I can't believe you used the Transformers example, and somehow it sort of worked. Well, it sort of worked because it's like it's true. It's like you have two different things. You're not gonna be able to work, and then you ask them to do something that's the same the same as one thing. You're like, it's not gonna work. Yeah, so like I'm hoping that uh, you know I'm wrong. You know, I'm hoping that things turn out as well, and I'm hoping that I could come back and probably say, yeah, I was wrong. Fanmi was damn good. Time will tell, but preview wise, not looking well. You know, it's. Yeah, the thing is also what's concerning me is like I think I read I don't know if I was reading somewhere else that I think they just announced that they're keeping intentionally a couple of guests of honor as well hidden as well, and I'm like, you should be announcing those types of things like right about now if I were you, right about now my ass as now second from one second from now I go to family website they better announce those hidden guests of honors. Well, not just not just um not just now. I mean, they should have announced this like like a couple of months back, believe it or not. Because like didn't Tony Furia didn't they announce him like two weeks before the convention to start with? A little bit more than that, like two and a half to three weeks. Yeah, so it's like it doesn't surprise me, but it's like you're, we're seven days. Get your shit together, for God's sakes. I know. And here's the thing: it was like, who could they? hide so much, so much that we have to go to con to find out, you know? They have gacked. Oh my fucking god, if only. <laughs> if that's the case, I'd be like, you bring me a lock of his hair right now, we will clone him. <laughs> yeah, army of gacked. First one, Canada. Next, Mexico. <laughs> Gak, eh? <laughs> Gak, eh? Hey, I love your music, eh? I'll fight through, eh? <laughs> no, it's just like, I reminded that the whole drama when, with um, AM Squared, but I'm not gonna go into it, but I was like, we have Gak! We don't have Gak! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like some, that's like some, yeah. That's like something like religious nuts going like, we have Jesus! And then you go like, we don't have Jesus, but we have a Mexican guy named Jesus. It's like, no, no, it's more like, we have Jesus! As a cardboard standout. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to talk wrestling for a little bit. This this is a perfect analogy. Okay. This independent, this okay, independent, go on, go. independent wrestling um, league from, from, um, from, um, from Texas. And okay. they're like, there's just a bunch of unknowns. They're like the unknowns of the unknowns, the underdogs. And I'm looking. They have this flyer, and they said that and it, on front and center, there's a picture of John Cena there. <laughs> it gets better. It says there, a cardboard cutout of John Cena will be there. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I imagine it. It's like it's a cardboard cutout of Gak. Congratulations, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Look at the fan of me. Here's a kick. In the, here's a swift kick in the ass. <laughs> you still want a lock of the hair? <laughs> Sweet cardboard, but sure. <laughs> Can you get an interview with it? 
The most intriguing oh, yeah, sure. like... nights of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Like, so, um, Mr. Gag, tell us about your music career. Intriguing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be damned. I'll be damned if it has its own publicist or its own assistant. Uh, We're making uh, too much out of this. I know we are, but it's so fun. I can't help it. All right, you need composure. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'll tell you what. Um. I'll tell you what, uh, let's see, next, uh, let's see, uh, June 2nd, we'll do another recording, and then I'll let you know how it all turned out, okay? That sounds pretty good, so you heard your first three people, June 2nd, mark your calendars. Actually, you know, it's going to be published June 3rd, so you might want to mark it June 3rd. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, June 3rd, mark yeah. your calendars, June, June, June 3rd, mm-hmm. June 4th if I'm, if I'm lazy. Yeah. Mark both of them. As a matter of fact, just, just mark the entire month of June. Because we got cool <laughs> stuff coming anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tons of, tons of, um, tons of conventions coming up. Yeah. And many but, other things. But, yeah, Fanime, it, it may or may not be the big grand spectacle. It may not be the main event that we're waiting for. But is there anything you're looking forward to at all? Um, aside from meeting a bunch of people I haven't seen in ages, um, Kia Asamiya, provided that I get approved, and, uh, oh, Bluefin. Oh, of course, Bluefin, we got, yeah, we there's, have... um, there's, go on. No, I was gonna... I'm done with my thought, you go on. Okay, I was gonna say that there's two figures I've been eyeing from the Bluefin booth since, um, WonderCon, which is, um, two Robotamashis. Libertine and um, oh, what's it called? The Obelisk Lambda. Mm, okay. Yeah. So both combined should be about $95. Good luck with that. I know. Well, thankfully, though, thankfully, well, thankfully though um, Formula Panic, it's an anime series that's under the radar. Really under the radar. So I'm not that worried, but, you know, I'm still crossing my fingers. Oh no, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I mean, I'm like that too sometimes where it's just like, will I find it? Will I not find it? Who knows? That's half the fun, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's why I like that's why I like going to um to um to um to San Diego Comic Con because it's like, will I find it? Will I not find it? And it's like, oh shit, I found it. Oh shit, I found something else. Oh shit, I found something else. That's when you cue the solo music. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like what happened last year. Uh, I, I was still I still yeah. came out with a good haul last year, but that was like, huh? I didn't expect to find that. Wonders of life. Surprise! Indeed. But um. Uh, right. So is that everything you want to discuss about Fanime? Is there anything else? Do we have a panel that we're gonna host at the Fanime, or are we just gonna just be there? No, just... we're, we're not. We're not a fan panel this year. Next year, yes. But this year, no. Yeah, because I remember, uh, yeah. That was kind of a... Yeah, that happened. And you know what the worst part is? 
we could have actually that? got we could have got away with it this year if we if we could. Hmm. That's the worst part. It's like we could have been like, huh? This would have been the year where no one would have screwed us over. No, you mean like this would have been the year no one would have screwed us over? Yeah. Yeah, but and you know the thing is that I guess I should mention this morning. Um, that weekend the movie movie are gonna suck. Uh yeah. Yeah. So that's a good movie for once, which is the Avengers. Uh yeah, the Avengers. I saw before you did, <laughs> and well, before and, anybody else. Yeah, in a rich motherfucking theater with effects of the ass. But the thing is, I watched it again a couple of, like like actually I watched it last week and I'm thinking to myself, I liked it better without the effects. I guess it would be less distracting. Oh yeah, because they were really distracting. But um, it was I think one of the best movies. Like it's a shame to say it's it's one of my favorite movies this year already. I've seen a pretty substantial amount of movies already. And I would agree you like that. Right now, already, Avengers is my movie of the year. And I'm thinking, okay, Batman Batman, they better bring something extraordinary or Avengers. Yeah, that's how I feel too. It's like, I'm afraid to say something about it, but at the same time, it's like, um... Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's starting to look really good, and then it, like the thing is like it's so early to say something because especially with the like I'm still I'm still waiting on the Dark Knight Rises. I still want to see what what Christopher Nolan can provide me. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. Yeah, there's always that little doubt in the back of your head once you see something like the Avengers. You know, like yeah. you know Nolan. Yeah, Nolan is just unbeatable. But at the same time, you have that thought process. Like, you know what? Titan can be brought down. David brought down Goliath. So, well, here's the thing with uh, with um, with the Avengers. My friend pointed to me. Me and my friend, we were we were going we were going to Los Angeles the other day, and we were talking about it. And we were talking about like right. he enjoyed the movie, but he still has faith in um in the in Dark Knight Rises. And we started talking okay. about it, it's just like the reason why we are reason why this the Avengers is more successful is because it was just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight, well, Dark the Batman Begins and Dark Knight and and the Dark Knight Rises are more thinking man movies. They're more methodical. Right. So it's gonna it's gonna go to both 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 ends of the it's gonna go to both ends. It's like how when when Dark Knight came out. That was the same year that Iron Man had come out as well, and that was more well, it was more fun. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you a question, okay? What did you like about the Avengers? What did you like about? They had a sense of humor about itself. That's what I loved about it. It wasn't afraid to like. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't afraid to like them cracking jokes at or making dumb comments. They weren't afraid of doing that, and it's just like that's something that I think like a lot of superhero movies just take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, and that kind of humor was perfect for this type of movie because you're talking about you're talking about not only 
one, two characters. Well, you talking about like six characters altogether, if I'm not mistaken. There's even more because, like, I, I think like characters like Coulson and and Mar and Maria Hill and you know Nick and Fury. Nick Fury. They had their moments to, sh to shine as well. Yeah. So humor, like humor, like that. It sort of, I guess, it is sort of required to chill them together. And you know, if there's anything about the Avengers, it's about the unity. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that. I mean, that's what I like about it. It's like you know, in all those, in like, it just. I mean, it's hard to pin. It's hard to pin down. Like I said, it does. It just doesn't take itself serious. It's a serious movie in, at times, but it's also at the same time. It's not afraid of like saying, "Hey, this guy's playing Galaga for no reason." Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> love that moment. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're playing Galaga. Hey, that guy over there, he's playing Galaga. You wouldn't think we would notice it, but we do. We do. And he kept playing. That is badass. That's hilarious. It was, and I think I know what you're trying to get, and let me try to elaborate, okay? To me, this movie clicked on every cylinder. Like like you said, it was funny, it was serious, and you have to look at the director first thing first, Joss Whedon. He's not, this is not the first time he's to, um, at the helm of something like this, where he has to, he has to um, direct these ensemble of characters, you know, to balance things out, you know, nobody is on top of the other, they're all equal at one way or the other, you know, let's look at, let me give you a couple examples, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, it wasn't always about Buffy, it was also about Xander, it was about, you know, Spike, Angel, uh, uh, the Willow, yeah, Alison Hannigan's character, Willow, and and oh, Giles, of course. You know who the fuck can forget Giles? Yeah. We didn't, yeah, we didn't manage to like balance those guys out. You know, so you can't really forget any of them. You know, same thing with um, Firefly. You know, you of course people are gonna remember. You know, Captain Mel, like Nathan fucking Fillion, of course. But you know, they tend to remember other people too, like Jane Cobb. Jane is like probably second most popular amongst the brown coats and then there's wash and then there's um uh oh fuck I, uh, oh wow i'm blanking out on her name um like a bunch of other people oh river too and doc and um book yeah you know you know what i'm saying right i mean it's just the mix of humor and seriousness you add that with these colorful characters, each of them unique. It just creates this, this... Now I'm blanking out on a fucking word, but it is awesome. Um, let me see if, let me see if I, if I have something to say about it. Maybe it might refresh, maybe it might jumpstart your brain a little bit. Um, okay, another thing, I, another thing I liked about it is that, um, there's a payoff. Like, I felt like there was a big, there was, there was a payoff. I thought, like, when, when they first did it, like, when they first, when they first, Put this notion that there that the, the Avengers Initiative back in Iron Man one, I at the end of the movie I was like, no, that's not gonna work at all. That's not gonna work at all. Especially with Robert Downey Jr. And it's just like, okay, fine. So I see, and then um, then it's like, okay, fine. Here's um, there's um, there's uh, it, then the thing, then then the Incredible Hulk, and at the end of that, it's just like, huh, oh, okay, it's an Incredible Hulk, and they, they scrapped it. So okay. And then he announced all these all these other movies, and I'm like, 
how this how is this all gonna work? What's the big payoff for all this? And then like Iron Man two, I left out of the movie just really bitter about it. Really, really bitter about the experience. Mainly because I think I paid a little too much to watch that movie first and foremost. But I came out of the movie just like I was mad because like, it almost felt like like it nothing happened. And I think I felt like like an extension like of like wait till it was see the Avengers and see what else is gonna happen. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then, like, the other two movies, like, um, Thor and Captain America, they stood on their own really well. Even if they didn't have the Avengers um, attached to it, both movies were really good on their own, especially Captain America. Oh, yeah. But, like, all of it, like, you, we were waiting five years. Five years since Iron Man 1 came out, and now the payoff is this. And I think, I think we're gratified that it was actually worth the wait. I think it's a build-up that also made this just that much better. Like, ever since first Iron Man, we've heard about the Avengers initiative. Like, Marvel fans just knew what was going to happen. Like, they were they were just anticipating the living hell out of it. Oh my fucking god, the Avengers is coming. For five years. Five years, like, we've been saying, oh my god, Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. We don't, like, a lot of people... A lot of people like don't say it out loud, but at the very least, in their head, they were thinking about it. They have, they kept it in the back of their head, and it just kept building up and building up and building up, and it just released into this gigantic volcano of an emotion. I think another thing also what I like is something you touched upon as well. That I liked is that no one upstaged each other. Everyone had an equal time to shine, or everyone had an equal time to like develop something. Especially characters mm-hmm. like like um, Black Widow and and Hawkeye, who we only seen gl- like you know glimpses of them in in Iron Man two and Thor, we we mm-hmm. we get a good we get a good sense of who they are like throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you become more familiar with these guys, and now you want to cheer for them. That's the after effect of it. Yeah. And like I said, they, they may have done a few changes here and there with a couple of characters, um, uh, Incredible Hulk. But after that, you don't, you don't, you don't really notice it. You don't really notice anything at all. You know, it all fits all seamlessly. And I guess, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's just this euphoric effect of just like just of all these awesome things happening at the same time. Now you mentioned Hulk, and I want to ask you, what do you think of Mark Ruffalo? I love him. Okay. No doubt, I, I, he sold me. He sold me on on him when he was um, when he it was just him and Tony Stark just like talking techno babble, while trying to find the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. The science like, buddies. Oh yeah, science buddies, of course. And then there there is like there's this there's this um. Part where like you see everybody arguing like you know this and that you know take off the armor you know t- what, what, like this and that blah blah and he says this line that's like yeah this fits it perfectly and he says this line like no we're not a team no 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 we're a time bomb waiting to explode and I'm like yeah that sounds about right there Doctor Banner he would know about that kind of shit now before the movie I heard somewhere that um, this particular Bruce Banner was based on the TV version and. I look at Mar- how Mark Ruffalo looked like in the movie, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. And his demeanor, his his dialogues, his uh, uh, his expression—it's just everything made sense as a, 
Bruce Banner. I mean, I wrote a review about the Avengers, and in it, I talked about how Mark Ruffalo's acting justified the character Bruce Banner because he displayed every emotion Bruce Banner should have, and then some. Yeah, and he's like, not to, not to knock on not Edward Norton's on take on, on no, him. no. No, he he did a good job. I think he he fits more of the comic book archetype of Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think Mark Ruffalo fit like you know if he did the bill he fit the bill of like you know Bill Bixby two thousand twelve really well as well. Yeah, and yeah, we're not long, like we like we said we're not knocking on Norton. Okay, I still have Norton high up there, but Ruffalo caught up to that pretty damn fast. If you don't mm-hmm. mind me saying, yeah, yeah it was really and. Good. Oh yeah, we loved it, and I think this is Ruffalo's probably breakout role, if there was one. Well, like I think he was now, now Zodiac as well. With he him. was, but he was, but he wasn't like not many people know about Zodiac. Okay, the Robert Downey Jr. movie. Not, it's like a, another it's, yeah, it's yeah. a Thinking Man movie. It's a Thinking Man's movie, by the way. So don't so right. don't go expecting Avengers with this one. You need to go in with like you know. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, but now with Avengers, people everywhere know you know Mark Ruffalo. Even things that they didn't know about Mark Ruffalo, which is he was in Sesame Street doing the Happy Dance. Oh, yeah, and and yeah, it was great. And Deb showed it to me. Um, one day, just Deb just showed it to me, and you know it was supposed to be the Word of the Day stuff, and the Word of the Day was empathy, and then you know him and this furball were talking, and then at the Near the end, like they were doing dance of happiness, and then they just, he just danced, da, 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 apathy. And <laughs> I, my whole perspective of Mark Ruffalo just changed like that. And I think I have so much more respect for the oh, man now more than it. ever. You found it? Oh, yeah. And I want you, yeah, I want you to watch it. I want you to watch him do the dance of happiness, and right, don't see. you dare tell me you did not crack a smile at least. Well, I crack a smile looking at him anyways, because like all I can think of was like cause they, they, one thing I did like also is like they got the CG on him really well when he when he transformed to the Hulk. Oh yeah, it was fluid. Like it wasn't like the thing is one thing one thing I'll say right now. One thing I didn't like about the Hulk movie, the first one, was that it felt like like they were really like trying to understand the movie like really really bad. And I think it got a little bit, it got so much better in the uh, Norton Hulk, and then I think Mark Ruffalo was pretty much the uh, pinnacle of it. Yeah, I mean, made this joke, me and a friend of mine. It's like, yeah, he's got that weird look on his on his face. That, like, yeah, you can get away with him looking like sort of like an orangutan. He looks sort of like a orangutan, like pissed off orangutan. That you know, you can think, you can see him as like a threatening Hulk when he transforms to the Hulk. Yeah. And. But the Man, beard, like, you can see it. You can see on him a little bit. You can see the Mark Ruffalo in him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You know, I mean, I look at him it's like, okay, yeah, I believe. You know, yeah, because like that's a um, Because like that, that was the thing that, that that I think that was most like jarring of all. It's just like um, when I saw the Incredible Hulk with Norton. It's just like they didn't even match. They didn't even match the faces with with uh, with Norton. With Norton. It was just like a completely different like CG thing altogether. And here with um with this movie like. Yeah, they they made they, they got the effort of actually getting like this, getting the CG um CG right on, on him. Mm-hmm. Now that's enough. Um, that's enough. Um, you know, minor nitpicking. Right. Uh, I have to ask you, like that one scene where Hulk just like 
tossing around Loki like a little bitch. Like, how hard were you laughing? It was really, really, really funny. Cause like, you 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 used you used to this you used to Loki just monologuing. And just he just stops him. He just says, "Puny God." <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, just so you know that puny God dialogue, Luferegno. Oh, interesting. Mm hmm. Uh, props to him. So so yeah. So still, still doing the Hulk after all these years. He's still he's still he's still working it. God bless. One, one like one line. That's it. Hey, you know what? He's still he's still the best. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all my thoughts without going deeper into spoiler country. But um, any other generalized thoughts before we go into spoilers? You know what? Let's just get into the spoilers. Hey, you know what the hell? We already spoiled the you know Hulk tossing around looking like a little bitch part. Yeah, but you know, we all know he's gonna be tossing around like a little bitch, anyways. Okay, I guess. Um, all right, so here's okay. Let me give you a little warning then, okay? <clears throat> the following podcast is a spoilerific episode from this point on. So if you have not watched the Avengers or any of the following anime which we will cover after the Avengers. Saint Fear Omega, Polar Bear Cafe, Aquarian Evil, Eureka 7 Owl, and Yomungand, and of course, Akiba Ranger, Ranger, if you have not seen... Akiba Ranger, yeah. If you have not seen any of these, turn the podcast off now. Well, it was good seeing you all. We'll see y'all we'll, we'll we'll next time. Mwah. That's yeah. kind of spoilers. Now get, mm-hmm. now get out! Yeah, now get out of my lawn. Alright, so are they gone? You start first. Okay. Okay. Oh shit. Where do I begin? I mean, uh, okay. Uh, let's start with the um, elephant in the room, Agent Colston dying. He's not dead. It was his life model decoy. <laughs> you want to believe? I want to believe he's alive. I want to believe that he's. That he, I want to believe that he's in the hospital room with all of his Captain America cards signed. For God's sake, he's alive! <laughs> God damn it! Oh look, I. I want to believe as much as you do, okay? But let's face it, he's dead, Jim. I don't want to say it. I, 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 I was still. There's a sliver of hope that it was really his life model decoy, but. Um. <laughs> Or at least in Thor 2, at least give him a proper send-off where he's in Valhalla. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I know, I know. It was like, oh man, like at least, okay, take solace in the fact that he went out like a badass, you know? He just <laughs> oh, pulls the trigger and shoots a, shoots a gigantic like blast and just like, oh, so that's what it does. I think it's supposed to mimic the 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 Asgardian destroyer that attacked um that attacked New Mexico in, in Thor. Yeah, I mean it has the same um sound beam effect. type, you know, same colors, same density. Same 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 sound it makes a Yeah. It doesn't it, does, it doesn't that, do it doesn't do like a pew. It's like Dum! So yeah, so yeah, so you know and then Here's the thing, though. Okay, I wanted to ask you about this, okay? All right. There's a fan speculation, okay? Do not take this seriously. By any means, do not take this seriously. There's a fan spe- speculation that Colston could be Vision. 
If he's Vision and I'm if he's Vision and I'm Wonder Man. <laughs> you mean Wonder Bread? No, Wonder Man. <laughs> no, that's a joke, dumbass. Okay, there you go. If you're if that's the case, then I'm Wonder Man, and then you're also um you're you're, you're also Black Knight. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it's really absurd, but that just goes to show you how much people want Colston alive. Well, the thing is, like they 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 they, they build him up so much since Iron Man one, and he even has his own short in the DVD of um Thor. Yeah. So it's like they build him up, and then yeah, like I know the reasoning because I remember I read the interview. I read an interview with Josh Whedon about this like a couple of days ago uh, as to why they did it. And yeah, I can see why. It's just. You know, you could have gone. You you could have killed Maria Hill, and it would have had the same kind of impact. No, but then again, Maria Hill has a lot of fanboys. Oh, that's true. And, and you also have to you also have to face the fact that Maria Hill as a character is more deeply rooted into the Marvel universe than Agent Colston was. Yeah, and you are right. And also, like you know, he she is essentially um, um, Fury's right hand man. Or right, right eye woman. So, I don't know. Right. So, you know, I, I like, but I, I think it would like for me, it would have made it would have made a better impact. But at the same time, you know, yeah, you're right. It would have, it would, would have, it would, it would have not, it would have not matter. But yeah, like I said, like I, we're all we're all drawing straws here. Like people are theorizing he's gonna be Vision. I say it was a life model decoy. What do you think? I think he's dead. You know what? You have, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not gonna argue with you. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, you know I know. <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah, he's. The fact of the matter is, like, at the end of the day, he is dead. But see, here's the thing: his his death is ultimately what brought the Avengers together. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And... So, it, go on. In bigger picture, it makes sense. The grand scheme of things, he he was indeed the callus that 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 re, that brought the Avengers together. It wasn't Nick Fury mm-hmm. like proposing the, it wasn't Nick Fury proposing it. It wasn't like lo, them fighting against Loki. No, it was just one guy who believed in all the heroes. Hmm. It's one guy who really, really, really liked Captain America. Right. So, I don't necessarily find his death like angry. It's just like. It's one of those like, damn moment, you know. I will say this: when I when I saw it in down in Mexico, um, there was a response of people like, "No!" <laughs> so it just tells you that there are there are fans out there of um, of Colson out there, and people are like, "Come on, Another- Coulson, come on, come on!" <laughs> Literally saying in English to me, I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy actually did like wow." It's like they but you feel the same way I do. No, and I don't blame them. Like I was see- like inside, deep inside, I was just th- secretly thinking, no, he can't be dead. Oh, he's oh wow. Oh, poor K. I know, I know. And that's that was the hardest thing. That that was like the. I mean, I won't say I won't say I didn't like you know feel a little bit emotional, but at the same time, you know, I did feel a little bit emotional. And. Again, that's justified, really. Like, given you know 
you know, his agents, Colston, and you know what we've seen of him. Yeah, it's you know, it, it's it's natural. And uh, fucking oh, right now, I'm all like, damn, <laughs> I'm slightly depressed now. No, I do have to ask you other questions. Okay, go on. Okay, moving on from Colston, what do you think of Captain America's new uniform? Like in act, like when I first saw it, like when I saw like Comic Con, because I hadn't seen how he looks with it with it on, I liked it. And then I see Chris Evans with it, and it just looks goofy looking. And I'm thinking to myself, they should have really went back and used the the first Avenger costume because I think that was still the best. But it sort of grows on you when he's not when he's not wearing that goofy looking helmet. So basically, it's a helmet that's the issue. Yeah, because I mean, I see everything else. I mean, it's like it's tactical. Like the thing is, that's what I like. It's like they're like what I like now is like he is a soldier and he has to protect himself somehow. And it, it looks like it's like you know, made out of Kevlar and stuff like that. I believe that, but at the same time, you know, that helmet just looks kind of off on him. If they just like did something, it's like, it won't look so weird on him. What if they slimmed it down? Would you have liked it more? I would say give him give him the first Avenger helmet that actually worked for him perfectly. It looked goofy, but it looked it looked practical. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind as much, you know, but I can see why you would not like it. Yeah, because it's, it's just. But I mean, I'm not saying either. That I didn't like. It. I like. I like other aspects of it. I like it. The fact that it's it looks. I mean, it looks like a, It looks like a, it's a good suit. It's it's not it's not as clunky as the Captain America suit. Cause I got the Captain America toy right here, and it's just like this works well if he was in if he was in nineteen if he was in nineteen forties. But it, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna fly nowadays because you need you need to wear mm. like a lot less to like sneak around stuff. Right. I mean, I say it works. I mean, it's not the best thing, but it still works, given that it's of Captain America. Alrighty then. On that same mm. regard, let me ask you a question. What did you think of the okay. what do you think of the art what did you think of the Mark 7? It grows on you again. Like when I saw it first I'm just like, okay, there's too much silver. It's clashing everywhere. But when I started work, I realized, okay, those silvers are there for a purpose. And that being that those are actually missile pods, repulsive mm-hmm. missile pods. So you see it in action, you see Mark 7 just taking out all these airborne monsters, you realize, oh, I get what you're doing, and I like it now, you know, that it's an aerial combat suit, and in that sense, yeah, that bulkiness, yeah, it makes sense, you know? Yeah, he's carrying a lot of missiles on him, and I didn't know, like... Right. I think also has thrusters as well. Yeah, um... I wouldn't say extra thrusters, but I say more output to the foot thruster. Yeah, because how else is he gonna carry all those missiles around him without without more without without giving a little bit more without a little bit more gas? Right. So, so I mean, I liked it. You know, I'm pretty sure that one's trash. So he's gonna make a new one. But Mark Eight for you know, Iron Man Three. Mark Eight, yeah, probably. But damn, we're already on to eight suits already. God damn. Well, think back to the comic book. How many suits does Tony have? I think he's up to 21 at this point. Yeah, exactly. So, it's not that no, but... bad. And it's... It's actually sort of natural. 
Yeah, it's sort of natural that he would like smoke through all these cut. Co- you smoke through all these armors at uh, like at at once. Hmm. And like, I, I like the fact that like they like I still I'm still not a big proponent of the Mark Seven armor, but I do I did like that for the majority of the movie he he like the the Mark Seven like Mark Six armor he was he was wearing that for most drip. And yeah, that one got thrashed to like all ever living hell and back. I'm pretty sure he'll rebuild it, you know. Nah, he's done with that one. He'll just—he's on—he's on to the new hotness of the Mark Eight. Can't wait to see how that looks. Oh yeah, because he, he even thrashed the Mark Seven in in the in the movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there, like, there is something they they might salvage it, but like for the most part, he like he he exhausted himself using it. Hmm. Well, then again, it was a nuclear weapon that did it, not um, exhaustion. Yeah, no, it wasn't a nuclear weapon. It was the fact he was in deep fucking space. Hmm, that's true. Yeah. And he fell from he he, he fell and he had he fell from space and he fell down hard on like he didn't fall down hard, but like he he exhausted himself trying to try, like you know in space. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he did. Um, at that point, he did deplete his power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so again, I like Mark Seven. Like, I didn't like it at first, but it grew on me. Am I gonna buy a figure of it? Probably not, but I still liked it. They're making them. They're making a Mark Seven armor. Um, 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 Marvel Legends scale figure. Can't say I'm surprised, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, cause I they already revealed all the figures already. I think so. I think some of them are already out already. Not here. No, not not here. They're in Ohio, apparently. So I already found Hulk and Loki. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm still waiting. I am still waiting, like you and a few other people. I am still waiting for the sci-fi robotic version of the Avengers. Okay, now you're on my. You're on my. You're on my camp now. Thank you. How long? How long? How, how long have I been saying where's my Revolve Tech Iron Man? Like, well, Iron Man. Where's my Revolve Tech Captain America First Avenger? Where's my Revolve Tech Thor? Two years. It better not. <laughs> I'll be. No, you've been begging it for two years. Yeah, two. Okay, yeah, I've been begging for this for two years. Come on, Kyoto. I'm on my knees right here. Come on, just give me the goods. You know I'll buy it, especially in my state right now. I will find a way to buy this. He'll suck your cock for it. I'll suck many cocks. I'll suck 50 cocks on eBay if I have to. <laughs> you hear that, Kyoto? The man is willing to suck some cock for a Voltec. How often do you hear that? Well, then again, too, I was I was this I was very close to when they when they announced when they when they announced sponsor. They're like, oh, in my mouth. <laughs> but like, yeah, that you're sitting on you're sitting on oh god you're sitting on like you they're they're oh, it just doesn't like I just don't understand like what what's keeping them from doing this. I think what Ramses is trying to say is that they're practically sitting on a gold mine, and even if the well let's say the licensing is expensive. They should still take it because the end result 
might actually be a lot more than the loss they take. And even if they don't, even if they don't, some other company, for God's sakes, do it! I think, I don't know, I think sci-fi, like, it just seems like a sci-fi Robotech would be the only one that would tackle the American movie franchise, you know? Not only that, they're doing good with them. Like, I think, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, my new favorite line. Even, like, like even yeah. Jack Sparrow, even, I'll say some bad things about that. It's still a good-looking figure. That's still, one of my, that's still, like, one of my favorite display pieces. Yeah. And here's something about, here's something about sci-fi Robotech is that for some reason, they are delaying on the um, on the release of the fi- like announcement of the figures. Like, I think Bumblebee released like well half a year after Dark of the Moon. Okay. Well, I think I, I think um, I, I think more popular with 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 the, with the peoples than than um, Bumblebee. Right, but you get my point being if like they tend to really uh, announce things later than the initial um, movies. Yeah, true. But it's like still, so, like, but like you know, if okay, let, let hypothetical situation. If you were the you know in in charge of Kyoto, Kyoto's Rebel Tech line, you know you're Yamaguchi, and you had your final say as to like what's gonna go first. What would you put out first? Would you put out the first Avenger Captain America, or would you put out the Avengers Captain America? If I was a Kyoto, yeah, I would put out more Queen's Blade. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> okay. Seriously though, I would say Captain America first. No, but like which one? Uh, the Avengers version. Yeah. Okay, Avengers version. Okay, because that's what I was asking. You want to do first Avenger, or you want to do the Avengers? I'm gonna say the Avengers version first because it's the latest movie released right now, and the first Avenger version, you know, it could be um, uh, Robotech Power exclusive or something. You know, you can still buy it via Ami Ami or something, but it's gonna be separate issue. Or you can do what they did with the Mark with the Mark uh, with the Mark Three armor. Just separate issue altogether. Separate release altogether. Yeah, separate release altogether, but like it's like. I don't know, like, they, they didn't release it, but they did something weird with it, didn't they? They added LED lights to it. No, 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 no. I mean, they mean, I'm saying, like, you had to get it through a special, like, because I know HLJ had it, but it wasn't through, like, their distribution that they had to get it through. It's like, I know they did something special in terms of distribution. Not Mark III, no, no, no. That was a regular release. Okay, well, that was proven wrong. Mm-hmm. You're so... thinking Mark IV, which is the... Um... Robotech power issue. Okay, there you go. And, but you can still get it through Ami Ami or HLJ altogether. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, you know what? If I was there right now, I'd shake your hand. I was like, you know what? Nah, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Mark IV armor, like I was thinking that where it's just like, you have the Avengers um armor, you have the Avengers uniform, Captain America as out there, and then you have the first the first Avenger Captain America as like, a, as Robotech, you know, power. And I'm like, I'll buy it, mm-hmm. both of them, because I love the Mark. I, I love I love the Cap. I love the World War Two Captain America. And I love the I love the movie Avengers Captain America. So yeah, so they should like start planning it now. Yeah, and like 
it's just like another character is like you know would would they like another thing I'm wondering is like how like would you want Thor? Let me think. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, because I wanted to. Like, I love the. I actually love the the Thor as the standalone movie, as mm-hmm. Aven- as as the Avengers. Like, he was just there for the most part. I liked him, but it's just like you know. I think he did a more bigger impact to me in the Avengers and um in on Thor though in his standalone movie than he did in the Avengers. Hmm. Again, with the Avengers, um. Time distribution issue with Thor, like he had everything by himself. The thing is, though, it's like that's the thing with this with Thor. Also, it's like, do you want him with the armor, or do you want him like like how he looked when he first appeared in the movie, or you want to do something like like how he appeared like in the later half of the movie with all of his full armor, and then like have like another like Rebel Tech you know power release with him like just without the without the arm parts. That one might as well. And the cape as well. Oh, cape's got it. Yeah. He didn't have a cape, and he didn't have um, and he didn't have um, he didn't have the the arm like the things like going across his arms. Right. Um. You know what? I think I'll take the uh, the armor version. Yeah, the armor version for the regular. Same here. And also throw mm-hmm. in, just just for shits and giggles, throw in throw in his head his head with a helmet. Ah. Uh, ah. Sure. What the hell? Because like you can you 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 can market it as like, hey, this is how he looked at the beginning of Thor with with a with, with a helmet on. As well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do so much with it. Hell, if they so even release like a guy, I'll be sold by it. Holy shit! Yes. Yeah. Now, I, What's up? Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, I don't know if they're how good would they be at making um, Natasha Romanoff. The thing is, like, I'm thinking to myself, is that going to release as a rebel tech? I mean, is that like a Queen's Blade? They wouldn't do it, though. Okay, get out. All right, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, no, fuck you. Come back here. All right. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyodo, get to it now. Uh-huh. Please. I'm begging you. I'm on my knees. I'm pretty sure Stan will gravel as well, but I'm sure he's not because he has more dignity than I do. But I have no dignity whatsoever, so I am right now graveling at your knees right now. Please! (laughs) Oh, man. Alright, so let's move on to... We're going to move on to anime later on, but let's do something in between the uh, live action and the anime, which is Akiba Ranger. Yay, Akiba Ranger. What do you think of it so far? I've only seen three episodes of it. I've seen the first three episodes, and I'm loving it. I really am. Like, let me ask you a question. How hard were you cracking in episode two when uh, Moyu was talking about, like, otaku culture is, um, you know, treasure is Japan, is, you know, rev- is uh, appreciated through the world, and then the uh, monster of the week goes like, you know, your culture is doomed, they lack creativity. Like, how hard were you cracking? I must have missed that line because I was like, I don't know why. I don't know why I, I was I was more focused on other things, but I I must have missed that line. But I was like, if that line must have happened, holy shit, that is so true. <laughs> it actually did happen. Episode two, um, when the blue and yellow were fighting the monster alone because well, red found out that it's all delusion. They are fighting the invisible man outside the, outside the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually back alley, but sure, whatever. Yeah, close. 
Yeah. But, uh, but... Go on. Yeah, that line did happen. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, the part I cracked up the most was when um the Monster of the Week, he kept on playing on everyone's illusions. Or, like, the, 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 the disillusions. And, like, whatever, like, like when, like, like he would disguise himself, no, the, what's-her-face would disguise herself as, as the love interest, like his, like the Red Ranger's red love interest? Oh, Marushina, Marushina, yeah. Yeah, Marushina would dress up, like, would, like, disguise herself as, like, his love interest, and he goes to save him, <laughs> and he, I think they do this, like, five times? Three times. Three times, and all of them, like, literally everyone's like, you would, you would, you would, you know, you know, you know, uh, there's an old pro- Chinese proverb, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me, fool me twice, shame on me. What happens if this is the third time? You know? Third time, fuck you. Exactly, that's why I felt, I was like, ah, oh, give me a break. Now, here's a, here's the interesting thing about that episode three, is that, that is like, most of that was pretty much the, like, Poking jab at the, you know, Fujiyoshis, you know, Yaoi fangirl. Oh my god, that was the funniest part where, like, Yunamara was just like, Oh my god, they're on each other! Ah! <laughs> uh, so moy, I can't breathe! Oh. <laughs> and they're all like, <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Jesus, pay more attention next time! Um, there oh were a lot of, like, Yaoi jokes. Like, there were so many Yaoi jokes in that episode. Um... You remember um, when the monster we tossed um, tossed the card right and stuck yeah. on yellow's card right, yeah. and she said like a oh, green river light voice right. Uh-huh. Okay, here's a, here's a breakdown of this joke. It's referring to the voice actor um, Hikaru Midorikawa, who's uh-huh. done a lot of like male characters that is pretty much a yaoi bait, and mm. this should. That, that, yeah, that name, by the way, should be familiar to you, Ramses, because he's currently voicing Pegasus Koga from Saint Omega. Oh my god! <laughs> the worst part I've seen many, many, many pictures of him shipped with, uh, with what's-his-face. Um, oh. Uh, yes, and I'm like, oh god damn it! The first thing I put in my head! <laughs> Yeah, so that was a, that was a part of the <laughs> I think I broke him. Keep going, please. Um, but yeah, I mean, holy hell, like, there were so many jokes, but at the same time, there were... I think what makes... I think what makes Akiba Ranger just great is that... Okay, when it comes to Gokaiju type of tribute, it was sort of like an encyclopedia type of tribute, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. You know, this were this was um you know past sentai, blah da da da. With Akiba Ranger, it just stabs you right in the heart. Like it just delves into your deepest, most rooted um super sentai memory and just reminds you of the you know how you acted when you were a kid or something like that. Like um remember first episode when they showed um the deluxe Greek five figure? Oh yeah. Oh my god, I just marked out like crazy. Like, I was just literally just... I was just literally... I'm not kidding, by the way. I was literally just grabbing onto my mon- um, computer monitor and it was like, Oh my god, holy crap! <gasps> because I, when I was a kid, I actually owned that figure. 
And the worst part is, I don't think, I don't think there would be if you if you would encounter the same situation as he did, you would have not had a moi moi character, um, like you know, tell you, tell you, tell you otherwise. You would actually yeah, just fuck the moi. Yeah, and I would be like, fuck the moi character. I'm buying crate five. Yeah, I, I, I figure as such. You, she's not gonna guilt you into. She's not gonna guilt you. That's the worst part. She guilted him into not buying. I know. It's like, aren't you gonna buy me? Yeah, no. Fucking chop this balls off. But he gains it back later on. He, he gains it back in big time, so I'm not, I can't blame him. Yeah, but too bad that figure got sold out. Uh, oh well, that's that, that's yeah. that's the to the sad truth of our lives. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but it just reminds you of. You know, mostly old Sentais, but you know, occasionally it would remind you of new episode, newer Heisei Sentais. One of them, of course, being Decker Ranger, which was prominent in episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I just like I just cracked a bit, and at the same time, it's like wow, that is balls when you know you just Ruji Sane pretty much said like uh, I'm not Bond, I'm the actor this time, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, he was actually polite about it. That's I was expecting to be a little bit more rude with it. That was that was the good news. But like, I can tell like his heart like shattered into like about a billion pieces. Yeah, and yeah, I wonder. I keep wondering, like, you know, man, I really want to meet Ruji Sane now. Like, see if he's that polite, you know, to me or to anyone else for that matter. True, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's stuff like that, but it's just like at the same time, you know, it. I mean, it it breaks and it also adds to the illusion as well. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing I've noticed where it's just like they do so much like throwbacks, but at the same time they're like, well, this is the grim realities of life, unfortunately. Right, and that's what makes it that's what makes it work is that they know that this is like they're trying to work balance it, like you know the pain of reality and the joy of illusion. They're trying to balance it, you know, like some fans would. They would experience. Wasn't the tagline of this like um, the disillusion? Pain is power. Pain is power, of course. So and it really does fit because, like, you know, it. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: we're me and Stan. We're not gonna go out, and we're not gonna go out and fight the Invisible Man in, in, in a back alley somewhere. Unfortunately, that we're not that well, crazy. Well, well, hold on. Depends on how drunk we are. Yeah, it depends on how drunk we are. If we had crystal meth before we before we um before we um before we started drinking, right? But, but we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna be the stupid idiots in front of the, in front of the thing, like waving our hands around like like idiots. Unfortunately, that, that, that's not a, that's not an IMO. But you know it. But you know we do act out these things like in a different kind of way, with through cosplay, you know, through doing these these podcasts and stuff like that. But then you know when it's all over. You know when we turn off, when we turn off, when we when when I hit the, when I hit um when I hit stop or you know when we log off, bam, reality hits us. And I guess that's just part of being a fan. You know, it's just that to me, it's just like part of being a fan is that you know realize that you know there's a life outside of your fandom, and then you know you just kind of live with it. That's yeah. me, though. You know. Yeah, you know, that's, that's how I am too. It's just like, you know, hey, I'm not going to be the Red Ranger ever in my life, you know. I'd rather be the second <laughs> in command myself, but I'd rather be the Blue Ranger, but 
I, you know, I understand too. It's like you know, we li- like you know, you, we we both live different kinds of lives. You and me, like you know, mm-hmm. you go to work someplace. I go. I don't have a job yet. This and that. Blah blah blah. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we still have this illusion of like every week we watch either you know, go go um go Buster or Forze or you know, Akiba Ranger or whatever. And you know, we can pretend a little bit. Hey, you know, I can be this guy. I can be that guy, or I can be, or you know, just to bring everything back to what we were discussing earlier, you can be, you can be, you you say you're always Iron Man. I can always be Captain America. Right. And the difference, though, the difference maker, though, here is that you can't. I can't really, you know, put myself in a Goldbusters shoe because, well, they're they, have, you know, weird ass weakness, but they have weird ass superpowers, and they're part of the, um, you know. Nuclear, like, Enertron, Enertron power, the, 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 the division. And, like, Force is, like, you know, Gentile Kizagi, well, hell, I could never be Gentile. Like, somehow, I could actually see myself as being, like, somewhat, like, being noble. You know, this, this little fanboy, 28-year-old fanboy, you know, who just loves the shit out of, you know, Tokusatsu. And only difference being is that I have a loving girlfriend, but that's outside the point being like somehow you could actually I'm sure a lot not just me, but a lot of people could somehow, in some way, even a little bit, could relate to Noble. Yeah, you know that that's why that's why I think I think like that's why I think I like about the about the series the most is like I relate to Nobu, I relate to Unamara, and I relate to um oh my god, what's her name? More uh no 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 Mitsuki, Mitsuki. Yeah, Mitsuki as well. I, I can relate to all three of them because like we we've been through we've been through all through all three of them or we know people like that we know people like that in our lives, right? So, I don't, it, it hits. I hit. Like, that's what I love about the series. It's like it hits you. It, it, it hits you in all the right places and it also hits you in where it shouldn't. But you still enjoy it because it it also hits you in those places you shouldn't. You don't want to go into. But you know, you. I mean, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it either because they go into those, those places where it's like, hey, it's all an illusion, this and that. No, it makes it that. That's what makes it even funnier. That's what makes it better. Yeah, and even when they're in the illusion, they just do so well on the choreography. Like I think I never expected this type of level of choreography in Akiba Ranger, and it just blew my mind. They're you know battles. Yeah, I, I mean. What can I say? You know, they did. I mean, they for a show that's supposed to be a parody, they went all out. Yeah. And oh, oh it's just like they do all, and they're reciting all these like you know Santa tropes, and it's just like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, that's that's the funniest part. Where you're like, it's time to guess like what they're making fun of this time. Yeah. And the thing is also, it's like they're making fun of not just like, you know, they're making fun of anything that's anything at this point. Because I also realize that the monsters all like named after like certain parts of Japan as well. And they make fun of that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they talk about like Shibuya, they talk about Monjen, and then they talk about Kabuki, which is um pretty much um whore central. Yeah, and they make fun of all of that by they they make fun of all of that in in the series and it, like there's stuff like you like there's stuff like that you wouldn't like guess but they do make reference to it's like so it's like it's those little things as well so it's like overall you think Goldbusters is doomed or do you think or, or you think um, like, no like, because 
No, here's a reason why. You're talking about apples to oranges, okay? GoBuster is in its own entity, and they are official Super Sentai, and they're more that's important thing. They're more, yeah, that's more. That's important part, by the way, and it's also the fact that they're more serious side of the Super Sentai. Akiba Ranger, on the other hand, is more lighthearted, more comedic, more parody, you know, and unofficial, but it still plays out like a Super Sentai. So let me ask you this then. Do you think that because of making Occupy Rangers so comedic and so like off the wall, that you think that um that you think that effect you think that's why um Gobuster was a lot more serious? No, Go I think Gobuster was more serious because Force is more lighthearted. Oh okay. You know what? Yeah. And you also have to keep in mind that Occupy Ranger is on a whole different time slot. Oh yeah, it's it's on twelve o'clock at midnight. Yeah. On a different network altogether. Gobuster caters to the kids. Akiba Ranger caters to the older Sentai fans. You know, people uh-huh. that actually remember what Grade 5 is. Indeed. Which means we're really fucking old. Yeah, I know, huh? Uh, <laughs> we better, we yeah, better so end the show a- soon. We better end the show soon. If not, if not I'm going to miss Madlock. <laughs> Madlock! Madlock! We want Madlock! <laughs> um, so, I gotta ask you, like, what do you think of the acting so far? You know, let's start funny with Red, hell. you know? Funny as hell. Funny as hell. Yeah, funny as hell, but let's start with the Red, like, you know, played by um, Masato Wada. I don't, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure they put that guy in a room. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like, like Clockwork Orange style and made him watch all these Sentais, like. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, just some little, just some minimally, some minimal message, like, some minimally breaking him. To the point where he, yeah, where he is, like, where he can turn that way. Because there's no way in hell that an actor can fucking do, react that way. What if he's actually a huge Super Sentai fan? Then you know what, more props to him. It's just like, just like you know, Junior Ikeda, you know. Yeah, like you know, I mean, if that happens, and yeah, if that happens to be the case, and yeah, that'd be great. But at the same time, it's like you know, it'd be hilarious if like that's what that's what they did for their training. It's like we're gonna put you in a room, and we're gonna we're gonna break you by by making you watch like we're gonna make you watch thirty six years of Sentai. What? No. All in one sitting and all at once. It's like they're doing like those YouTube videos. Oh, holy By the way, shit. I found the greatest one ever. Even... I found the greatest one of those oh? ever. The greatest one. It's like um, what was it? Um, it was like the greatest hits of um. Oh, let me let me bring it up. It's like the greatest hits of like. Ah, uh, I don't know who it was. There was some really lame band. It was, all it was was just like like white noise. <laughs> what the hell? No, it wasn't even white noise. Oh, the, all of Nickelback's greatest hits played at once. And it just oh, nothing. yeah, that's right. One of my friends linked it on a Facebook. Yeah, and it, all it is is just no sound. It's like... <laughs> Bravo! Bravo, you did well it. Play- well played. Well played. And that's all, but you know, uh, uh, but they are doing those things where they they do those videos recently where it's just like watch every episode of Star Trek, all all the episodes of Star Trek all at once, 
I don't think that's what they that's what they did for like training. It's like they just put him in a room. Like, room was just that of every Sentai. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, like Jesus Christ! How horrifying! Indeed. But also, okay, so next. He, he, did, he did a really good job, though. So, Mitsuki Aoyagi, Kyoko Hinami. What'd you think of her? She can flex all she wants on me. Oh yeah. <laughs> you I knew you were gonna say that. You see, right now I'm doing the I'm doing the the quagmire head bobble right now. Like giggity giggity giggity. Oh yeah. 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 That one. Yeah. You're lucky you said that now because you said that three four months ago you would have been like, ah, you goddamn pedophile. Isn't she like what, barely 18? Yeah, she just turned 18 like a few weeks ago. Sweet! I mean, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Look, I think um I think her actress is um is playing this out so well. Like she really fits the character and she really offers like that, you know, realist side of it. Well, closet. Otaku side of it, so, and plus, you know, it works out. Yeah, it was like that. that she represents that. That that she she. I know a lot of girls like that. Believe it or not, so she mm. she if she, if she reminds you a lot of people that I know that they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the next one before you turn this into any more you know awkward as it as it already is. Moegi played by Karin Okino. Man, she does a really good job of being like the you know, closet Fudoshi. Especially after episode Not 3, my the... god, I can believe her so well that she's like, you know, she's that she really is one of those crazies that, that that's going to trap me in like a trap me in her bed and try to break my legs if I don't have her away with her with another man. <laughs> it's like um not just that, but she pulls out the whole cosplay aspect really well because you're on episode three, but let me tell you something. You move on to episode four, five, and six. Like her character just rapidly changes. Yeah, I, I heard that. Like each, for each costume she has, she she has a different personality. And I'm gonna spoil it to you right now, in case you don't know already. You know that episode four, she um puts on the cosplay of a melee from Keki Ranger, right? Uh, no, but I am now very really interested in now finding episode four. Yeah, find out, see for yourself. Let me assure you, it is marvelous. Awesome. Yeah. So, I love how she can like stick to every different type of um character. Like you know, she can be like you know cat girl, and then she could be like you know like schoolboy, and then she could be Meredith from Geki Ranger. Believe me, it's good. And then recent episode, she plays out like this like goth leader pretty damn well, and it just. She's just so like she's so damn talented. Yeah, I mean that's what I've noticed about it too. And this is my little wish, and I'm I don't know if this this is gonna happen or not. I want to see if she can get into anime voice acting. Mm. Yeah, that's I mean it's not impossible because of Miku Kikachi from um, Deca Ranger, um, Deca Pink, she did the voice acting. Yeah, and. And she's she's, um, she's, done, she's done well for herself. She's done well for herself in voice acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mokuna and um, you know Arika Yumemiya. Yeah, she's done well. 
there were one of the person that wanted her to get into voice acting as well, who is the actress for the uh, oh, yeah, Hiro Yukata. Yuka Hirata, Yuka Hirata, yeah. She's the, um, oh my god, this is ironic, actress of Mere from Cake Ranger. She had such a, like, different tone in her voice. Like, she can be, like, all, like, you know, sweet and, like, you know, cheerful, and then she can turn serious, like, at the snap of a finger. I wanted her to get into voice acting as well. I don't know what happened. Well, I'm gonna guess agency, but, you know, that's one other person that I kind of was hoping she'd get into voice acting. Yeah, the thing is, like, like I said, going back to episode three with uh, with with Mogi, she the Mogi's actress. It's like like in one minute she's talking all sweet and nice, and then the minute that she starts seeing like you know seeing Nobu on, on the top of the monster, she's like, oh god. <laughs> I know it's like, like, oh, like oh, oh. an Uber deep voice, and like holy sh- holy shit, man, she's crazy. Um, I think out of the three actors, um. Between um, Wada Hinami and Ogino, I think I like Ogino a little bit better just because of the versatility she offers. Mm. Yeah. So let's move on to the other elephant in this room, which is uh, Marshina, played by Honoka. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Episode hey. two, and especially when episode two when they took out her clothes. Wow. <laughs> You know what? That's two for two. I'm convinced. Like you know, like I don't mind some former JV, uh, former Japanese porn actress being the next Sentai villain. I don't care anymore. You know, I no, mean, not, not just well, that. It's like you know, they 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 play the fact they they play her they play her for tits and ass for the most part. So it's like you know what? The, who else? Who else is better for that? Yeah, and oh yeah. By the way, guess what? They're gonna they're gonna like play it a lot more in the episode four. You know, because. Like, Marushina does something that you're going to be like, you know, double girl, you know? You know what? Times I know five. What I know what I'm doing after this. Watch SmackDown and then watch episode four of Akiba Ranger. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Marushina does something that you're going to be like, you're going to come to me. Like, after you watch this, you're going to eye me like, holy shit, did I just see what I think I just saw? And I'll be like, yes. Yes, you did. And... You just just collapse out of like how crazy awesome that is, and I'm All not right. gonna spoil it to you because this is something you need to find out yourself. All right, keep going. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, so there's Marshina, and then there's um I don't know because a lot of the other people are just there. Like Hakase is just there, you know. The Hakase is she like she's like okay now that we did something uh yeah whatever I run the, I run a cafe by the way. Yeah, she's just Erica, there. Erica, Erica's just, and her assistant is just annoying as ever as, as heck for me. So they're just there, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about the transforming robot machine, Natasha. What do you think of it? I only seen it once. Did you ever use it again? Uh, yes. Episode seven. Ah, fuck me. Cause I only seen it once, and they're like, "You're not, you, 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 you haven't fit your full potential yet." And it just starts running away, like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is happening?" <laughs> hmm. 
that's I think the clear sign that I knew this. The, I knew I was in for something very different than what I'm used to with Sentai, where it's just like the mo- the robot runs away because it figures it's not cool enough to be in a fight scene. Oh, as if robot running away from train wasn't bad enough, is it? Oh lord, don't tell me. Don't, don't, don't tell me <laughs> that more happens. I don't know. I episode seven hasn't even come out yet, so. Oh, I thought I already did already. My bad. Yeah, I'm talking about episode two where they first transform yeah, and episode, climb up this. Yeah, episode two, it's like it, it, it just let just flat out run away. It just flat out run away, and we're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that just happened. That shit. Just yeah, that happened. just happened. Okay, so last question for you, anyways. Um, which tribute was better, Deca or Boken? Bokinger. Is it because of the lucky mode? That and the fact that it's like you know me, and my, you know me. It's like I, I, I have. I'm very partial to Bokinger myself. That is true. So it's like I liked it a lot, and um, you know, and the thing I, I kind of wish that they did more with, with that episode with Bokinger. But I like, but you know, so far that that's still the most effective way they could have done the, the, that episode. Mm. And believe me, like trust me when I say that. You know, as soon as I heard the Bokinger theme song, it's just like, he does the introduction to Asuki Bokinger, Bokinger, I'm just like, oh my god, my heart. Oh, yes. And then, and then, uh, what's, uh, then what's great is that he came out with his good, in his good luck suit, and I'm like, all is good in the world. <laughs> oh, I love the hell out of that moment. I was just like, Indeed. wow. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think anyone would even mention that particular episode, and there it was. Yeah, it's like the most random thing you would want to be referencing, and they did. They did it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, trust me when I say this, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah, the thing is, this also makes you really afraid about what the what the end result will be. Yeah, but that's... I think that's the best part. It's just like, that's the part of the charm is that you don't know what's going to happen. My, my biggest fear, it's like... My, my biggest fear is like something's going to happen and, and it's all... All this was all an illusion. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, yeah. It's it's small possibility. Yeah. Or, you know, the best possibility... Uh, <laughs> Toy gets, gets, gets wind of all this and they make it into an official Sentai. No, but then, then like, they to- make and it they totally, and then they and then they then they totally ruin it by making it's, it's something else altogether. <laughs> like that's the you, you you can see no like that did not happen at all. This is what really happened. God damn it! Why did he screw? You? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, or maybe just like you know. Oh, well, you guys are not official Super Sentai because in reality, this has all been anime. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Or maybe, or just maybe, like, this is Inception. I'm going to, like, full fucking Inception mode. This is a show that they watch in the the fucking anime. Oh, it's just like a Moi Moi Sukun. Yeah, that's like the other way around for them. Bam! It's an anime with it's a, a total with an anime. 
that within the anime. <laughs> Yeah, it's an it's an anime and, within an anime within a to, it's a tokusatsu within an anime of an anime that does not exist. Brrr. We need to go deeper. Bam. <laughs> we need we 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 need to go deeper. We need we need we need to hit this. We need to hit the we need to put it, we need to put it, the real shell on this thing. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, I want to see what happens. Really, like I wouldn't not, anything anything is possible at this point. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, any of you watching um, Akiba Ranger and is up to date right now? If episode five did not make you shed a bitch tear, you are not human being. I read what happened, and yeah, I even I I even cried a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that didn't even like think about shedding a bitch tear, man, you are. Just inexcusable. You have, you have no heart whatsoever. No, I thought I didn't have a heart, but you people, for those of you that didn't even think about shedding a single tear about that episode, you people. Like I said, I even I yeah. haven't even seen it, and I and I'm shedding a tear because I know what happened. Yeah, and just watch, just watch. Trust me, like it just gets to you. Watching it just gets you far more. Indeed, but. Yeah, anyways, yeah, so that's Akiba Ranger, and I'm gonna keep on watching. And, um, yeah, I'm gonna find a way to keep on watching this myself, but I am gonna continue to watch this myself. By the way, um, we heard about some kind of news regarding Akiba Ranger mer merchandise? Yeah, well, these, like, it's unconfirmed. I'm gonna sit on this, but, like, I might as well just make mention of it. Mm -hmm. That... On episode seven, they had a commercial for the MMZ zero one 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 scale um, toy, and apparently it's been confirmed for September. Indeed, and it's just like until there is some sort of something that that says that it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'll I'll believe it and I'll buy it. But right now, I'm like I don't know. Well, we'll know within this week. I mean. You know, we'll know for sure. Uh, within one week, I'm sure Bandai's going to update it in their um, website, and we're going to see it on Amiami. Oh, yeah, and like I said, I uh, well, uh, I think I've read on record on the last show saying that I will buy it as well, so. Yeah. I think we're just sitting on this news because, one, for one, they did not show the price range. No, and two, there's no website to, like, confirm anything. Yeah, not even um, Tamashi Web is confirming it. Not yet, anyways. Not yet. Yeah. If it's Tamashi Web, so, fuck we'll, it. Yeah. Well, we'll let you know. We'll let everyone Indeed. know. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So now we trudge into the dangerous territory, which is the anime territory. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't remember what else am I watching other than. And the first thing agenda Saint Seiya Omega. You're watching it too. Oh yeah, I'm watching that too. But I haven't watched episode three yet, even though it's on my hard drive. I should go. I, I haven't watched it since. But I am sort of. I sort of have an idea what's going on. Mhm. Mm Cause like uh, judging and, from and, what you've been judging from my reading from spoilers, it's exactly exactly the same damn thing as Saint Seiya the original series. Hmm. Yeah. And here's an interesting fact that I learned. I believe there was um. 
interview be, uh, with the uh, producer, I think. Or was it director or producer? I forgot which one. But there was an interview with one of the staff um, that worked on it and said, um, first thing they mentioned is that, okay, they they were deciding whether they're going to bring back the or, the old crew of the, you know, Seiya and the old crew or just create a whole new generation. And after much debate, they decided to go for the latter because that offers more possibility, I guess. No, it, it, it just it, it makes logical choice just to go from there because if you were to continue their adventure, holy shit, like, you know, you know, let old dogs die already. No offense. Yeah, plus it would plus it would um open up the floodgate for newer audience. Yeah, that too. Like they you know, like I think yeah. if, if a newer audience uh, like like saw a new cast instead of like I think I think more people would be more receptive to the series if it was all new characters. Then it would mm -hmm. be just with, old, with a bunch of older characters that, that we already know. And, and guess what? It's working because, you know, newer people are now curious about the old Saint Seiya. Like, you know, Deb, you know, she got into Saint Seiya Omega first. So now she's curious about Saint Seiya and she's going back to reading the manga. It works. Uh, uh, that's a good series, but be prepared for a lot of convoluted stuff happening at a million miles per hour. Which is not so much for the Saint Seiya Omega because it's been paced pretty well so far, you know. Even yeah, though it's it's a middle. That's the thing about Saint Seiya in general. It's just like it's well paced, but it's still like when you stop and think about it, like what, what, go back, what. I don't know. I never once said in my mind, wait, 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 go back. What just what? No, I never had that moment really. I had I had to go to that moment when they were in episode two when I started seeing myself Soma for the first time and he uses abilities like outside of his like outside I'm like, huh, that's something I had to like grasp my my mind onto. It's like yeah that's right they're now element. That's the whole thing I'm like, ah oh, shit they're using elements now what? This is what I this is what I want to say that this is a joke that I make. Every time I watch Saint Saint Omega, it's like we Pokemon now. Yeah, and what it is, it's sort of like in that same style. And I'm like trying to wrap my head, like maybe call me a purist, but I'm trying to wrap my head still onto that concept still to this day. I don't know. I'm kind of gotten used to it. That's good. Someone is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so the, I think um, the thing is like using element power. It just makes opens up for more variety i guess you know that's cool so and you don't have to and you don't have to worry about the old you know old school gore and blood you know with the element uh, power i miss that it's though. like pokemon you know i know you missed it but you know right now it's like pokemon like you get you get hit you get knocked down you don't die you just faint yeah but um so okay since you're the guy who you're you're the fresh virgin uh, virgin of Saint Sale. Why don't you start us off as to why you like enjoy the series? Okay, I enjoy the series because because I fucking like it. No, that'd be too easy, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I like it because one, it's a it's a whole new character. You know, I think um, even though Koga has a lot of similarities with Seiya, being you know you know headstrong and just like dive in, dive in first, ask questions later kind of guy, mm -hmm. you know, he still offers something new 
like he breathes new life into this um legend of um Pegasus Claws. And I like the supporting characters too. Like, you know, Soma is that, you know, happy go get, you know, best friends guy and then Yuna is the more serious person and then uh Riho is more kinder person. And no, no, seriously. No, no, Rigo no. It's just like, just... considering the source, considering who his father is, I'm like, yeah, oh, God. yeah, true, yeah. Considering he was like the first guy that will rip his own his own arm off, in, like in case like he got a cut, he he'd rip his own arm off. He's one of those types of guys. <laughs> yeah, but you don't really see Riho doing that. I don't think he would. Not yet. Everyone. I predict. Not... I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep. I'll keep going. Keep going. I'll tell you later. Oh yeah. Okay. Eden, yeah, he's a Iki prototype, pretty much. Yeah, he's Iki 2.0. And we haven't gotten yeah, to... Um... Haruto. What? Haruto. Yeah, we haven't seen him yet, haven't we? No. No? Okay. Yeah, no, he didn't show up yet. So, you have all these great characters, and, you know, they work well. Like in terms of chemistry, in my opinion, you know, I mean, people can say otherwise, but in my opinion, they work well. And I also love how they pay tribute to the old series, not completely, just bit by bit. Like for instance, like their instructor is Barry Gecki from the old Saint Seiya. Not only that, but the person who was training um Seiya at the who was training um <laughs> who was training um oh God, I'm blanking out. Koga. Yeah, who's training Koga is Shina. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of the, um, you know, old school trivia. Like, just recently, like, this, the last episode, be- um, which is um, Battle Between Koga and Soma, I mean, they even showed, uh, yeah, they showed a bits from the old thing where Seiya fought and Geki. You. Oh, Geki? Yeah, Geki. No. Yeah, they showed this like clip. Yeah, yeah, they showed these um, you know, um, still images where um, Seiya fought Keki and just broke his gauntlet. Oh yeah, I remember that. But I thought you're like, I, I thought it would be, I thought it would be more logical for them to show the fight between um, um, Seiya and Shiryu. Uh they never showed that still image. You know, they better when, not. Even when they... you... yeah, I know. I heard it was bloody. It was. It was like the very first yeah. like major turning point in the series because you like you realize like yeah shit's for real when you when they when they get into that fight. Mm-hmm. And another thing I like about Saint Saint Omega is the design. Like, I love their armor design, and I'm sure a lot of people have come at me and say like you know oh it looks too girly and whatever. But new age people get over it, okay? It's a refreshing design. Yeah, no, you know, I like the looks- guy. I, I love the person who's been doing the designs. He's been doing. He did a hard catch, pretty cure, and I really like. Like, like if there's anything you don't come out of that series, say what you will about that series. But man, the designs look really nice on that series. Hmm. And the action scene too. You know. Oh yeah, the action. Like, I'm surprised that they were able to like, cause like you know, it's more slow plotting than any other anime in terms of its in terms of its fighting. So, mm-hmm. um. So they, and when I saw it for the first time, it's like it felt like very familiar territory. Like it was like, oh wow, they, they didn't make it more, they didn't make it high, they didn't make it like high impact. It was actually very methodical and slow paced, like it was the original series. Yeah, and I love it. Like 
things just click for me, you know? Well, for me, it's like, for me, the reason why I enjoy it so far, even though I haven't watched that much, is because, well, it's familiar territory for me, for the most part. It's all, everything, everything I've seen so far, it's everything that I remember from Saint Seiya. Just with a few added things here and there that they added in, just because, well, it, it is kind of a new age, and you need to really do new things. Like, the whole thing with Soma and, um, Soma and Koga... The thing is, that's that's all new. That's a new kind of relationship. Like in Saint Seiya, everyone like everyone was very to themselves for the most part. So to have like the main character interact with someone else is kind of a um, is kind of a um, weird thing. For it's kind of a weird concept for me to, to grasp, especially in Saint Seiya. But it works. It, everything works. And I'm I remember I said to um, I said to you guys, and I said I said it out loud. Saint Seiya fans, especially old school fans who are rejecting the series, should not, um, should not and absolutely not ostracize people for watching Saint Seiya Omega. It is a good series, and or you may have your opinions, but but from what, but if you want the people to enjoy those things that you watched or the same thing I watched, you need to be accept. You need to accept the fact that this series exists. You need to, you may also need to accept the fact that. It exists and it will attract people to find the older stuff. And I think people should be more glad that the you know newer generations are looking into the older stuff because of this show. I I think I remember like and not only that the one of the surprising things that I found out it's like this is a really accessible series to like anyone. Mm-hmm. I thought this was gonna be a nightmare to explain to people, but no, it was like. I don't need to explain anything at all. Just watch, just watch Omega, and then go from there. If you like what you're seeing, we'll go backwards. Yeah. And I think that's the best part is the accessibility. Yeah, because I'm I'm reading something right here that because I I, I rung up the Wikipedia and it says here that it's one of the most accessible animes of all time. I'm like, and then I'm sort of looking back. How many people are watching Saint Seiya in my in the circle right now that I know of? They're watching it. Dev is watching it. I know Victoria and Jared were watching it as well. I knew a few other people were watching it. I'm like, holy shit, they are right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my fucking god, all these people are watching it. Yeah. I mean, even when pacing slowed down, I mean, let's say, for example, um, the batch that you'll be seeing soon up is um, Koga versus um, Compass Hook. That was underwhelming but even that episode had some kind of purpose you know yeah and the thing is like like i like i said it's just more accessible to to me and i think it like like i said like and and like i said it's all familiar territory when we when you when we were talking about eden it was like the way you describe eden to me it's like i knew this was gonna happen i knew they were gonna have a i knew there i knew sure as shit they were gonna have a an icky pro uh, an icky character in this series and Lo and behold, it was a character I predicted it was going to be. And funny you should mention Eden, because uh, I just mentioned the um, Compass Hook versus Koga, right? That entire episode is to just establish Eden. Same thing with the fight with... Uh, uh, it was supposed to be a, a fight between Andromeda and and, and, uh, and the Wolf um, Saint. And Iki comes up and he just obliterates him, like, literally, like, to the point where he just... He leaves him in this weird state with using his illusion fist. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I got nothing else to say. I love the hell out of this series right now. 
same here. I love it so far. And like I said, if you have, if you're not watching it, go watch it. You know, you might be surprised by it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if there's, if there's, I, I just don't know what to tell. If if you don't, uh, you don't like anime. If you don't like this series, if you don't, if you're not gonna like this series, or you know, it, ooh, that's a, that's that's a bold statement right there, by the way. Okay, never. I realize that's a really bad analogy for me to put on, but yeah, um, it's just I don't know. It's like you you really don't have a you don't you really don't have a sense of of like you don't you don't have a sense of something if you don't watch if you don't if you're not enjoying this series. If there's nothing really getting to you, like you don't, you're not feeling any of the characters or this or that, or blah blah blah. It means that you gotta do a little bit of soul searching. That you need to like, cause like this is kind of anime. It's like it really is kind of an old school anime, like really old school. And if you don't really appreciate that kind of old school anime, I'm sorry to say this, but you really need to like like get out a little bit more. Cause I do see people that's like I can't watch anime like One Piece, cause like. You know, and those kinds of animes are not be, they're not to be designed to be watched in one sitting. By the way, you know that's sort of the trick. You can actually just get caught up with it by like seeing the story on Wikipedia or just watch a few episodes here and there. But you're not supposed to religiously watch it. That's the and secret. It just yeah. Guess what? It just ticks me off a little bit. Like this anime got like you know two point five out of five from like Anime News Network. Meanwhile, that. Woman named Fuchiko anime got like five out of five all across the board, and it's still was like... it after the first episode? Yeah, unfortunately, the second okay, episode. Granted, okay, granted, the first two episodes of that series were actually pretty good. I enjoy it. And then after they went, and then it went downhill, didn't it? Um, yeah. And the thing is, like, I still like I, uh, I don't know what 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 went wrong because like the thing is, like, I have my opinions on it. I actually enjoy it. Like I actually enjoy the series. Like, and you know what? That's like... fine. If you and, and that's fine. If you enjoy it, that's fine. But I enjoy it because it's like, it's visual porn to me. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck that's... up! I knew I, I knew I knew I was gonna put my you know I knew I was like I knew this was gonna happen when I said that anyway. So yeah, well, you kind of have to see it coming, but go on. But um. But the woman named Fujiko, like, I I enjoy it to the extent like I'm not enjoying the fact that well, I'm not enjoying everything that people are complaining about, and I actually have one more complaint that I can add into the complaint where it's like it loses a lot of the the because there was a whimsical air to the series and it loses that whimsical air, but at the same time, uh, it reminds me of Cowboy Bebop. Hmm. That's same director. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's why I liked about it. It reminds me a lot of Cowboy Bebop, and maybe that's why I enjoy it. A lot of people are gonna, and I, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that. I know that, and I'm gonna, I know what's gonna happen next. A lot of people are like, if you like, if you like, um, why if you if you if you like this series so much, why don't you just go and watch the original? Why don't you go watch Cowboy Bebop? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, fine. I'll go watch Cowboy Bebop. That's that. That's what I got out of the woman named Fujiko. Like, don't make don't make a long, long story short, because I know I don't know if you've seen it or not. Nah. No, because I've seen it. That's the only. That's like I think that's the only other anime I've been watching so far. But even that, I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop watching it for a little bit because I don't like I, judging from what you guys are talking about. Like, oh boy. Hmm. Yeah. So, but but do watch Saint Saint Omega, please. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, like so, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what else I can do to endorse this series. So, <clears throat> all right. So we move on to one sequel to another sequel, which is um Yuka Seven Owl. All right. Now this is the part where I'm just gonna be like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. So Yuka Seven Owl is a sequel to Yuka Seven. Yes, I know there are people people out there going like, oh my god, Yuka Seven got a sequel. Oh my god, Yuka Seven got a sequel. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, everyone wants the Eureka Seven. That's on my bucket list of animes to watch. Well, see it, okay? But I will give you one thing, okay? Be patient with it, because Eureka Seven has a really slow-paced character development. Obviously, you've never seen Saint Seiya the original series. I well, I've heard things, yeah. If you want to talk about slow, you want to talk about real slow burning, you go watch that. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Yuka 7 now is a sequel to that. Like, how many years after? I, nobody knows. But, uh, let's say good mm, 14 years after the original Yuka 7. And this is in, like, different... I don't, I don't want to say different dimension. I think it's like Earth 2 that they mentioned in Yuka 7. Like... I believe how it works is that um, the world Yuka Seven is um, is set in. It's supposed to be like a made out of scup coral that's on top of the original Earth or something like that. It's, it was really crazy. So, so let's say Earth Two, Earth Number Two, and instead of Earth Number Two, a lot of um, things happen. And one of the things is that these um, aliens called Secrets invade every now and then by scup corals, something we've seen before in Yuka Seven, and and then there's this kid named um, Ao Fukai, who at first he has like brown hair, but of course he gains the turquoise hair like Eureka. And yeah, um, spoiler. Uh, this is why. This is why I put down the spoiler alert. Okay, this you is why. We already had where, a spoiler way back, like about an hour ago. I'm saying this is why. Okay, go. You know, I'm saying this is why because Eureka is Ao's mother. It's. It's all. It's hinted in episode one. It's damn near confirmed in episode three. So wait, 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 wait. So this is like a prequel series now. It's a sequel. And a prequel. No, it's a direct sequel. Okay, I, I'm already confused, but keep going. Okay, let me TLDR for you. Okay, Alfuka is the main character. Yeah. He's Yurika's kid. And there's a nerve ash, like the old Eureka Seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was saying like this you said he was his in... mother, and I was like, uh, huh? No, no the, Eureka is his mother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's been confirmed. You said, you said like yeah. you, you said you said he was his like he was he was her mother. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. She was his mother. Okay, then now that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. So. Instead of Gecko State, we have what's called um, group called Piet Piper, which is um, subdivision of the Generation Blue company. Okay. And they pretty much deal with um, destroying these secrets, and it's. I'm sorry, it's a little bit tough to describe even at this point because a lot has yet to be revealed. But 
for now, just say that I'll join the um, Piet Piper in order to protect the island he's from and pretty much everyone else. All right. And yeah, and that's what I love about, and that's what I love about um, Yurika Seven Owl from the get go. Owl establishes character within three episodes. With original Yurika Seven, Renton took good twenty twenty five episodes to establish himself as a main character. You know, like grow balls more like. Mm. Yeah, he had to go through a lot of death, a lot of people around him dying, like to finally become this competent um, main character. Al did it in three. Good. Yeah, Al pretty much decided that, yeah, I'm going to protect this island. Despite the fact that everyone on that island is a bunch of racist dicks that hate Al for, you know, for the reason being that he's the one that brought all these um, monsters in. Him and his mother. Yeah. The island is also a bunch of dicks, seriously, but... But despite that, I'll pretty much decided, yeah, I'm gonna protect this um, island with Nervash and you know, and joining the um, Piet Piper. All right. Because yeah, so he already established himself already. So that's what I like about this. And do you think they do you think they did that to cut like a lot of the bullshit that the the bullshit complaint a lot of the bullshit that was in the original Rico Seven? Possibly because it is the same director, but it's also probably because they want to deal with other issues like finding Eureka, first of all. She's out there somewhere. And now it has to do with all, they have to also deal with, um, you know, where the secrets come from, you know, their origin, how to deal with them. And there's also a hint of um, international conflict. All right. So. They probably have to. They probably have to establish our first. Just deal with those three somehow later. Yeah, and another thing I like is um, I like the. Oh my god, the soundtrack! I love the soundtrack, and that's one of the things that I've always liked about Eureka Seven is the soundtrack, and it does not disappoint here. Like our Eureka Seven, our has. One of the best soundtracks I've heard in a while. It's just it. It knows when it's serious, but when it's um, when it's uh, how should I say um, uh, it picks up. I guess when it becomes more, it becomes more cheerful, and yet it's more active. I, I can't really mean. explain. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it knows. It knows. It knows when to use its soundtrack well. Right. Yeah. And you don't feel like, okay, let's say um, they play this, like, you know, cheerful music during the operation. You know that um, Al's going to complete his mission, you know, somehow. But just the music just kind of makes things more, feel more better, you know. And it is as you say, it is as you say, like, they know how to use the music in right timing. That's good to hear. So, mm mm-hmm. And by the way, I love the opening as well. Ending not so much, but opening. Um, it's um, Escape by Hemingway. Hemingway. Um, uh, yeah. Escape by Hemingway, and it's a good song. And I'm thinking, man, one of these guys, they have to, one of these days, they have to come to uh, like SoCal convention just to have a concert. 
Because I would love to watch him play. Huh. Mm-hmm. And here's the kicker, here's the best part. They they know how to speak English, so that they have there's no reason not to bring them up. Alright. Yeah. I'll take your word uh, for this. Ending Ending not so much because like I know that Stereophony can be a good band, but the song they used in the ending it's so generic. I'm not even, I don't even know what to say. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I heard that type of music from like of uh, so many other female bands, so it's it's really underwhelming. Alrighty then. Yeah, and. Other things, um, I like the animation and ooh, Nervash, the design of Nervash. Um, in the original, it was really streamlined, more organic, and there's a reason for that too. By the way, you know, it's because um, they built um, elephants out of the um, Coralian skeleton, so it looks more organic then. Now everything is mechanic. Like maybe there's like ten percent organic design to it, but that's just design aspect. Like component wise, it's all mechanic. Nurbash is mechanic, and I actually like the overall design so far. I'm just gonna wait and see if they, after they put all the paint apps on, I'm gonna make the final judgment then. But I like what I see so far in terms of Nurbash. I don't like. It's flight mode. I think it looks a little bit stupid, but robot mode kind of compensates for it. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that I would recommend it mostly to the Eureka 7 fans. You know, they'll like it. If you All didn't right. like Eureka 7 before, like, like, if you didn't like Eureka 7 before, then yeah, I can't say I want to recommend it to you, you know? Yeah, that's why I figured. It. That's why I figured because like, it just seems like you know, it seems like a like a worthy you know sequel to the series. Hmm. And it is. So let's see. I want to talk about another sequel, which is Aquarian Evil, which is a sequel to the Sosino Aquarian. Takes place twelve thousand years again. Like this is a thematic with the Aquarian. It's like twelve thousand twelve thousand years. It takes 12,000 years after um, Genesis of Aquarian. And let me just get off by saying that I like, well, I should say the one thing I did not like about Genesis of Aquarian is the characters. They were, to me, they were bland and the plots were really just convoluted. One thing I, that's the one thing I didn't like about um, Genesis of Aquarian. They sort of solved by, uh, they sort of solved in in Evil by introducing more colorful characters, you know, granted the um, main character Amata and main ca- heroine, main female character uh, Mikuno, they're still kind of flat, even after episode 20-some, they're still kind of flat, but they're slowly building up. The other characters are just great, like, you know, Mix is this, like, you know, man-hating um Breast cannon um, type of person. You saw the picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you were just like, oh. Yeah, that. Like, Zeska, like, she really doesn't know what she wants to be now. Andy is, was like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm about halfway into this series. Uh, This is about, like, episode 23 or something. And here's my main problem with this series is that 
This is directed by um, Shoji Kawamori, and for those of you that don't know him, he directed Macross Frontier and um, Genesis of Korean. He has way of digging with people, and by people, I mean the audience. He does well, so much digging with. Yeah, he does so much digging with. It's not even funny at this point. All all we need to do is just look at the the second Macross Frontier movie. Yeah. Or Macross Frontier, for that matter. Go back to the um towards the end of Macross Frontier. You know. Good point. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Okay, you know how, I don't know. Okay, this I don't know. If it's so kind of spoil. Oh, what the hell? It's been years. You know. You know how at the end of the um towards the end of Macross Frontier they killed off Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that effectively destroyed the Macro um Michael clan pairing. Mm-hmm. They did the same shit in a Korean Evil. They killed off Jin, so that effectively kills off Jin you know how pairing that's been most popular since the you know slice of Wonder Bread. Damn. And yeah, and, oh, oh, it gets better. Oh, uh, you know Mix. I showed you Mix, right? Uh huh. She's for the number one female character. Like, beat off like five other like five other um. You know, <laughs> he said beat off. Uh, Beat off. <laughs> she was a number one voted female character. And Mix and Andy were other favorite pairing aside from Jin and Yinoha, right? Uh-huh. Right now, they effectively kill that off too by turning Mix into a guy. Okay. Yeah. So that's two pairings, two fav- favorite pairings just gone instantaneously. Now, there's a possibility that they could bring back Mix and Andy pairing back. I don't know how they're going to do it. Probably some bullshit. But my point is that Kawamori just dicks with people. And it just gets old. I didn't like it in Macross Frontier. I didn't like it in Genesis of Korean. Now I'm not liking it in Korean at all. Like, there's certain, there's certain limits to... The director's just screwing with the audience. Like, I, it just feels like Homer just takes pleasure in fucking with his fans. Uh, I have no, I have no opinion because it's like I've gotten used to this by this point. I guess, like, I, I guess I could say the same thing. Like, you know, I've gotten used to it. I could say that, but no, I, I really like. So let me get, let me, let I, me guess. Kawamori found a new way to dick with people. Yeah. yeah. In a different series, but guess what? Yeah, it's just I should have seen it coming, but you know, maybe deep inside I was hoping like, oh, he's not gonna dick with us in this one. No, totally wrong. Fucking dick us like bitch. I will say one thing though. I will say one positive note is that if it was Tomino doing this series, everyone would be dead. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm gonna kill uh, this, guy, this idiot- guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm gonna kill you twice. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> oh, that was... Th- if you want to feel good enemy of all time, go watch Idion. <laughs> By the way, I'm being completely um, sarcastic. I- that is one of the, like, if you, want, if you want your heart ripped out from your own chest, watch that. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. I will say one... I will say one positive thing though is that I love the des- I like the design of um Evil Aquarian Evil. I mean, it's based off of a gen um Aquarian Solar, but it's more 
simplified. I guess I should say like it's it's there. The elements are there, but different color scheme, more detailed, and I am probably gonna wind up buying the uh, Super Robot Chocolate version of Aquarian Evolve. What is that supposed to be doing? Is it supposed to be doing like next month? I don't know. Oh, so they don't, they it don't hasn't been announced yet. Okay, okay. I thought they did already. Nah, that's one thing they didn't announce yet. So interesting. Probably winter. They have to do it before the show ends anyway. Alright. Gotta, gotta start going yeah. the middle's hot. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that, like, they just push the boundaries of impossibility when it comes to their mecha weapons. Like, let me put it this way. Uh, Aquarian Gapard, and that's the, the gun totem version, and it has a missile pod, right? You one in one scene, he would have start with two missile pods, and out of nowhere, in the matter of a second, it multiplies to twenty missile pods. What the hell? No, I'm not kidding. Yeah, and that move is called bye bye missiles. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just you would think that's not possible. Nope. In this universe, apparently anything is possible. I don't blame you. It's, like, it's starting to sound impossible, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how Korean evolves. So I'm warning you right now. Okay, if you want to get into this series, like, prepare for the worst. Just prepare, you know? Now, one question. Do I need to watch the Age of Aquarius, Genesis of Equion before I watch the series? Not necessarily, because they'll okay, sort of good. explain it bit by bit. Okay, well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. So, next one in the agenda is Polar Bear Cafe. Okay, we're done here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Might as well, because this is probably the best Emmy of the summer so far. And <laughs> this is a mist of Saint Seiya Omega and Yuka 7 Owl and Yomangan, which I'll get to later. A mist of those. I am picking. A polar bear pouring me a cup of coffee. Holy shit! What you have got, I become? You, got, you, you got five. You, you got tw you got ten minutes to sell me on this thing. Okay. Okay, I have to introduce bit by bit. Okay, polar bear. Uh, he owns a cafe. He stands on two feet. He serves um coffee. He makes these stupid ass pun Japanese pun jokes every. 15 minutes, I guess. I'm imagining now, have you, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen, um, um, Clark's the Animated Series? Yes. You know that that's, where, that's where uh, Alex Baldwin, that's where Alex Baldwin plays Leonardo, Leonardo, right? Yeah, Alan Baldwin. Yeah. Um, there's this joke they Alex make Baldwin. where they, like, like, the anime, like, they, they, they couldn't, like, they couldn't finish the scene in time and they had to do, they had to do it in an anime style, um, thing. And like, oh my god, yeah. bear driving! That's impossible! Well, that can be possible! That's all I'm talking Oh, it's funny you should... Funny you should mention that, because there actually is bear driving in one of the episodes. Okay, I'm done here. <laughs> no, um... Jesus And Christ. let me tell you something, like, this polar bear is the like most... someone's on crack while making this series. But, but... Here's the part. Everything is so methodical. Everything is slow paced. Everything is so relaxed. I'm looking at this. You know? it's like... Nothing is. 
nothing is fast paced. Everything is on slow pace, chill, relaxing. Hell, polar bear, like you see, you hear him talking. He is the most chill guy ever. Oh my god! I swear to God, it's it's like how much how much meth do these guys have to take before making this series? I don't know, but whatever they're taking, it's working. You know, and... I'll take whatever they're I'll take whatever they're eating as well. My God. Yeah. Oh man. And then there's Panda, um, who is lazy mother, fat lazy motherfucker. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, he's a fat lazy motherfucker that sounds like a teenager and he eats nothing but bamboo and he's he apparently got a just in recent um, first episode he got a part time job as being oh, get this, okay? He has a part time job being panda at the zoo. My son speaks many words. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then there's um and then there's a penguin that's just like, he's just sarcastic wisecrack. Yeah. And then, of course, and then the best part is like, this is a, this is a world where human and animals just live together. Like, like there's no distinction between humans and animals. Like they just like, they talk to each other even. I I I'm just looking at this stunned by the way. So basically the format works like a, a slice of life, you know. Each episode there's two segments where they have um, you know, this um uh, relaxing but wacky adventure. Mm-hmm. Cuz in one episode it's uh, cherry blossom viewing, right? Mm-hmm. And shenanigans happen because penguin gets drunk off of his ass. Okay. Yeah. And it is the most hilarious thing you will ever see out of penguins. Ever. Okay. Yeah. That's... It's a little bit tough. Yeah. It's a little bit tough to explain. uh, Because A, it's a slice of life. B, uh, the jokes are really subtle. C... The entire anime is running on a, I wouldn't say um, crystal meth or, you know, methamphetamine, as you mentioned. It's more like smoking weed. You just re- chill back and just relax, you know? Like listening to Fuck at Slow Ride. I believe you at this point. My God. Yeah. And yet... Like, I, want, I, want, um, I just want to know, like, how much of it did they have to smoke to come up with such a, such a concept? My God. Oh, it's Japan, so I wonder how, how much shiitakes they had to eat. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. They've done a lot of stuff with animals, remember? Um, if I ha- I think Dev described it best. This is like watching Michael the Cat. Well, the difference between you remember the cat the anime. is that, that's an adorable series. This is just like... This is just like crack, man. It's like, an adorable crack. Yeah, I just... I don't know, man. I just don't know about... I just don't know what to make of all this. Keep just going, trust me and yeah, but just trust me and watch it because you will not watch anything like this in a long time. 
I doubt it. I'm looking at this and this is like the most... E I've watched many things in my life. And nothing compares to what I'm watching right now. Yeah. And it's a really... Breath of Fresh Air. And... It's... It can be smart at the same time. A lot of jokes are subtle, but... You know, it can be smart. And it's... Much like Saint Say Omega, it's... Uh, it's for everyone, you know. Like, literally, it's for everyone. Like, kids can watch it, adults can watch it, and both of them would love the hell out of this series. Awesome. Yeah. So, you're listening, Rams, and I know some of the people listening. Uh, for those of you who have not watched Polar Bear Cafe yet, go see it. Really. All like right. this anime gets a standstill of approval. Alrighty. Well. If Stan if Stan approves and Stan get then Stan's a really hard man to approve of something, then they then it's obviously gotta be really good for him to get his seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now the last one I wanna talk about is the Yomengond, which I That's talked it. about in the Donkey. And it's the uh it's the anime I talked about and during the what's it called, um, the the Bizarre File at Scarlet Rhapsody. Yeah, I, and, I'm familiar with the series. This is this is a series I've been meaning to watch for a while because I've seen, I I I was I've been looking at this series like from afar, and I was wondering should I watch it or not. So, did you like? Oh, okay. Let me ask you a question. Did you like Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Standalone complex. Yes. Then you love it. Awesome. It's like, uh, it's like uh, okay. It's like as I said before. It's like um. Nicolas Cage's Lord of War mixed with Ghost in the Shell standalone complex with a bit of um, Black Lagoon. You had you had me at you you had me at Lord of War because that is actually one of my favorite movies. Yeah, so basically, Yomengond is revolving around um, this girl named Coco Hekmatir, who is an arms dealer, hence the Lord of the War element. Mm -hmm. But she has these uh, she uh, has these uh, crackpot of mercenaries around her as well. Uh, and each of them have really interesting characteristics. Uh, one of them is named Valmet, and she is, she is like, like, god damn, she's like lesbian towards Coco. <laughs> no, really, like, see the show and you'll know what I mean. And the new recruit for them is um, this kid named Jonah. Like, I think she's like, he's like, what, 10 year old or something? And... Holy shit, he's a cold-blooded killer. Ah, uh, you gotta start off young. Yeah. And, dude, he kills people with a FN FAL. And that's a big rifle. Yeah, I've seen that rifle before. That is not that, that is not a... That, 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 is not a, that is not a small drink right there. Yeah, let me tell you something. He gets a headshot off of it. God damn. Mm-hmm. And so it pretty much revolves around like Coco. It's just like you know going place to place, selling arms, and all these um, shenanigans happen. And more in the more when I say shenanigans, it's more in I say a more serious term. You know, like people will die. You know, grunts will get killed. That kind of thing. You're, we're, not talking, we're talking about um, we're not we're not talking about like you know um, Vince Russo like LOL this happened. No, no, this is more like Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, holy shit that happened. Awesome. 
Mm-hmm. And again, I like the characters, especially Coco. Coco is like she's funny as hell. She can be hilarious. She can be serious, but she can be hilarious at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, oh, I want to say the funny version of Nicolas Cage. Ah, but he's always funny. That's the difference. We want to use. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Um, one the episode, uh, they were being they're on the sea. They're being pulled over by um, sea pirates, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the pirates goes like, you know, slow down, pull the ship over, and you know what Coco says? Fuck you. Close. Kiss my ass. There you go. Yeah. So, there's that, and the action scenes, like, I like the action scenes when they count. This, this series is mostly just like, 80% of the series is probably talk, you know, exposition, pretty much. And that could go both ways. Yeah, I've seen animes like that where it's just, I've seen, I've seen animes and I've read stories like that where it's just like, you have, like, they're, it's more establishing than it is action and I think it does a more effective. I, I think it does a more effective uh, way of storytelling, especially in the situation they are, with what they got. So yeah, mm-hmm. and it works. You know, like usually, like exposition can be boring from the anime. In this case, like I actually pay attention to what Coco has to say or what anyone has to say in this matter. You know, alrighty. Yeah. So I would recommend it, but. If you're one of those like ADD type of people, this is not the anime for you, okay? This is slow, methodical, you know, action when it counts type of anime. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I... I uh, sometimes if you need something to mellow out with, just watch that. Just like if you still want to watch something with a lot of violence or something like that. It seems to me that if you want to watch something like that, just watch that. Right, yeah. It's only up to episode 6 right now, so I really can't Devolved much, but you know, on the way you still see a lot of um, quote unquote colorful characters, other characters, you know. Oh, that's good to hear. Hmm. So that's about it for the animes I've been watching. Yeah, and well, I'm not really watching much myself other than saying say Omega, which we already talked about, and then also the woman named Fujiko, which we talked about as well. So. We got we got everything done, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know we're past two hours. Holy shit! When's when's the last time we've done something like this? Uh, I don't know, but I do remember it's like like we're doing pretty good for our time. That's all I gotta say. Hmm. Yeah, that's our model, ladies and gentlemen. Plastic cast, no limits. No limits whatsoever. We're like the X Division, yo. <laughs> the good kind of X Division. Yeah. That was something that Abyss did. Fuck that. Ugh. Anyway, that's a different show for all together. Mm-hmm. So, you want me to close it off, or you want to close it off this time? Uh, you can close it off. I did the opening anyway. Alrighty then. You can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Again, the, the website is at www.plasticjoint.com. As for me, I am Ramsey Rivera. And I'm Stan the Man saying... See y'all next time. That will be next week. Or sometime later.
We get there. We get there. I'm sorry. We get there. Fuck! I messed up! Alrighty then, so I'll see you soon. Good night, Ned.